This is the Good Bit Podcast, everybody. Welcome in. Thank you very much for joining us this week for a little bit of a makeshift episode. Uh, I've had a very busy week, not one to complain, but listen, it has been a very busy week and it has actually prevented me from getting an episode done. So what I always do in these situations is I <laughs> shout my old loyal, my sister, Sister this Rachel, is, is back once again. You were only on not too long ago. Yeah. Um, you were on right before we went on holiday, so there's yes, something that we, we can were. talk about. Two whole months ago. Two whole months. Did not that long ago? Yeah, no, we took a wee bit of a break, like when I was on holiday, just like at the end of the season or whatever. Um, but I guess it is two months, so it is quite a long... But it was two months ago we went on holiday, so it would yeah. be more than two months ago we did the podcast. And that was about Dead Poet Society, so if you'd like that film, then please go and listen to that one. Um, whereas this one's a little bit different, Dead Poets is a film that you really like, and is one of those ones like I've asked you like to pick a film or whatever. I know it really wasn't that for that like particular episode, but out of a film that you would go, oh yeah, I really like it or whatever. Whereas this one, this week that we're going to chat about, is a brand new film. Yeah. Um, and when I saw it was coming out, I immediately thought of my sister because you're quite a big reader. Yeah. Um, and yeah. you have read this book of. Will the Crawdad Sing? I did. I had the book. I got it for like my birthday or something last year, I think, maybe, or Christmas. Mm-hmm. And then the film was coming out and I was like, oh, I better hurry up and read it before the film comes out, right? So I start pure because it started being like advertised. So I was like, oh, better hurry up and get to it. So it was like one of the first books, if not the first, I read when I finished my uni stuff okay. this year. And then I looked at it and the film wasn't coming out until July. And I was like, why did I just panic read it in March? But... I mean, at least then I'd read it in advance. Yeah, I just had it in my head that it was a book that you really liked. Maybe it's not just like a recent one, but it turns out it was, so... It was a recent one. Yeah. And it was. is it one of those books that you really liked and you would say was one of your like top five of the year? No. No? No. I, I liked it. I felt it was a little bit overhyped. Just a, just a oh. smidge. Okay. Um, I don't really understand what's... Like why everybody was so obsessed with that. Like there was it was another fine. book that came out about that, wasn't there? There was another book that came out that was similar to that recently. And As everybody in, was talking about it and you were like, I don't know what the hype is about. Well don't make me say that and Okay. I'll get in trouble if I talk bad about that book. I don't know if this is a book community, listen to this one, but it was a book called The Song of Achilles. Right, as that Song of Achilles. I felt everybody in listen, my was reading it. It was a good book. Her writing's good, the characters were good, I just got bored. And I also don't know anything about Greek mythology, so I got slightly confused at times. But that's my problem, not the book's fault. Yeah. But, um, no, Crawdads, I really liked Crawdads. It was just, I liked parts of it. And again, I kind of felt like, not bored, but it kind of just lost me. I was like, right. Like, it was just talking about nature the whole time, which obviously is the point of the book. But, just for me personally, I wasn't that fussed about it. But, um, I really liked Daisy Edgar Jones, who was cast to play Mm -hmm. Kaya. So I was excited about that. Um, Where else do you know Daisy Edgar Jones from? So she, I said that weird. Daisy, Daisy Edgar, Edgar Jones. Jones. Um, Daisy Edgar Jones. She was in Normal People. Me which... and Mrs. Jones. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, she was in Normal People and that is a book of pure love. And so much so that I've read the book, watched the show, then rewatched the show with the book, the scripts of the book. Of yes. The show. Was that a Christmas present? What, the, the scripts? scripts? I think so, yeah. I remember um, But yeah, so I did that. So I love normal people. So I love her in that. And then she was in Fresh with Sebastian Stan. Mm-hmm. That came out earlier this year as well. If you listened to the last episode that Rachel was on, we chatted about Rachel's Sebastian Stan watch through. I've just realised 
Oh yeah. I've come decked out in Winter Soldier merch, like not even on purpose. But okay, we'll talk about Sebastian Stan again. Okay. <laughs> Any Sebastian Stan fans listening, you can check out the video version on the YouTube channel where you can see Rachel's gear. <laughs> My fit. Winter Soldier outfit. Um, I'm not in the Winter Soldier outfit. That'd be no, 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 no. <laughs> There's an idea for Halloween though. I know. I thought about that. Thought about that. You thought about that? I'm going to a concert on Halloween trying to dress up. Oh, yeah. I haven't dressed up since I was in like first year of high school, so I'm going to so, have something. Who are you going to see? A singer called Dylan. It's just Dylan? No second name? No, her name's just Dylan. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were doing that thing where it's like you say it as if you know them. No, no. They're like Harry. She goes goes by Dylan, like Sam Belle, Fender. Beyonce. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, like Beyonce? Yeah. I just did that reference. Anyway. Sorry, where are we talking about? I don't know, but I mean, listen, what? you are going to a concert on Halloween. Is that like the unwritten rule that you need to dress up as something? Yeah, so like Harry does it, whenever Harry does a concert. That's exactly does... my point, it's Harry, not Harry Styles, we know him as Harry. Yeah, but that's different, I have a tattoo for this man, okay, I'm allowed to say it. Um, he does a concert called Harryween. Alright. And then, because whenever it's on on Halloween, so then everybody goes dressed up. He was his Dorothy from Wizard of Oz <laughs> last year, it was really fun. Was that last year? I don't know if it was ages ago, but... Um, and he had this other outfit as well but so everyone goes dressed up to the concert and everyone's like oh what's he going to dress up as I've been to a concert in Halloween before I know I remember Ed Sheeran. I went to see Ed Sheeran but I did not go dressed up to that I did take my iPad though <laughs> I think every every Halloween you should dress up as a different Sebastian Stan character <laughs> now, that you, now that you've watched all the back catalogue I, I think don't that's a think idea. that would be possible I don't think we're doing anything for Halloween this year obviously it's a bit early but like last year was the most committed I've ever been. Like I dressed up as Captain America. We will be doing something. Bought the singlet and everything. Um, but this year I don't want to go all out like that because it was a really expensive Halloween. Um, however, I have an idea. I want to go as like a wrestler. Like, why not? But I could try and put it together like in a kind of cheaper way. You know what I mean? Instead of buying an actual outfit. <laughs> Just think about what it would look like if I tried to go as different Sebastian Stan characters for Halloween. So you've got the one from The Martian. What, would I just wear a space suit? Yes, that's, what, like, that's, a, that's an outfit. And they're like, oh my god, are you a space, <laughs> are you a spaceman, a space girl, whatever? I'd be like, an astronaut would be the words that I'm looking for there. <laughs> a space and um, a I'd be like, girl. no, no, I'm Chris Beck from The Martian. And they're like, yes, okay. Sebastian Stan's Martian. And then you've got the one from Fresh. Yeah, I'm don't hang You could walk about with blood all over your mouth. This isn't a spoiler alert, but it, the cannibal in the film. So yeah. I don't think I'm going to go to But it, to be fair, it's just a shirt he wears. Like it's not. He doesn't have a costume. Is it a white shirt? No. Oh, it's just because anytime you see white, you think, oh, it's going to cover the blood oh. for the effect. Mm, don't want to spoil that film. I'll not talk about that one. Why don't you? Oh, because you want me to watch it. But yeah, it's not really a spoiler. But that would I end up talking about fresh for the. Okay. We're not talking about Fresh, we're talking about Daisy and Edgar well, Jones' other film. I'll tell you what, listen, if next time you want to come on, by the time then I will have watched Fresh and we'll chat about that one. Okay. Fresh and Spree. Spree, yes. Spree. With Joe Keery. That's not a good Sebastian Stan. Fresh, it? Spree. Oh, really? Okay, that's what Daisy Edgar Jones is in? No, just Joe Keery's in it. Joe Keery. Who's in? Does Chris know his knowledge? Joe Keery. You probably don't know who that is. I don't know who that is. He's in what? Um, Take a guess, just something random. Not something random, but like guess something random. I mean, Gossip Girl. No. Um. Normal people, Stranger Things. Stranger Things. Yeah. Well Steve from Stranger Things. Hey Steve. Anyway. Uh, yeah, fair. Speaking of Steve, I'm rewatching Making Steve a Murderer. Steve is Seb's character's name in Fresh, and Steve is Captain America's name. Ah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> speaking of Steve. <laughs> 
Why the reason I won't? Uh, I'm rewatching Making a Murderer on Netflix because myself and Iona went to see Making a Murderer the musical what? at the Edinburgh Fringe. Did you? Um, you didn't tell me that. <laughs> yes, <laughs> How can you have a musical Making a Murderer? You no, actually were like, what did you see at the Fringe? I went like, um, I saw Neve's dance show, I saw my mate Chloe Ann Tyler on a show, and then I saw Making a Murderer the musical. You went, oh, cool. I don't remember. And then you said, that. oh, was Neve sang good? I went, yeah. I don't think I was listening. <laughs> <laughs> Making a murderer of the That's musical. I should have seen, right? Not the musical. Making the a murderer? Show. Yeah. It's it's yeah. maybe, well, I don't know all the other documentaries, but it's one of the best documentaries I've ever seen. Chris watches one documentary. <laughs> it's the best. It's me every time I watch another Marvel film. I'm like, this one's the one. I do take that. I do take, uh, I, I'm sick. It's okay. What was I trying to say? <laughs> I do take objection to that. Um, <laughs> when some people are like, just finished, you know, wrapping this film. Um, the hardest working cast in the world. Not and you're like, how, how do you know? Like, how <laughs> do, you do you know, know every cast? Are you on ever? every set? Um, so yeah, the best documentary ever made. No, I don't know that. Um, but I mean... It, no, it is so toxic. It's really, it really, really critically acclaimed. Um, and the... Making a Murderer musical was just set, I believe it was a small kind of either Scottish or English company, um, set at the Edinburgh Fringe. It starred a former lecturer of mine, Amanda Beveridge, oh. and um, who we saw, and then was ill during it, so she was apologising afterwards, but we still thought she was great. And it was like a really good musical, the songs were really good, it was really emotional and stuff, but it was like 50 minutes, and it's like, this could easily be a two-hour thing, they could take it to the West End, yeah. like people would go and see it, oh, it's so popular. That's interesting. So it was a cool kind of trial run I guess of it and I'm not, I'm not saying they're going to take it on I just think they, they could and should and if they would do that then I would definitely go and see it not saying they need the same cast or anything but the guy they cast is Stephen Avery it, I mean it could be him it could I mean it was so Let's hope it's accurate um, but yeah no you should definitely watch Making a Mother I'm just just after I saw that at the fringe I was like right okay I'm going to check it out again and it's like it's two seasons um, episodes are over an hour each so it's a big commitment for someone like me it's yeah. terrible watching TV shows. Terrible Too watching much. TV shows. Um, I, I was going to say to you before we started this, let's try and do this in one take so there's not much editing. And I'm like, oh, shoo, 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 shoo. <laughs> Did you get got Jones. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, speaking of the fringe, we can talk about that. I finally went to the fringe. Yes. What to see? I went to see my lovely brother in a play about Jesus. <laughs> um, it was called. Something Rising. Jesus. Jesus. Rising? In the fringe, it was called Hope Rises. Hope Rises, that's it. And um, there was something rises. Yes, my the woman when we went in, I forget to ask the woman we went in. Are you here to see Hope Rises? And Mum went, just stood there. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah, because like Mum was like, is that what it's called? I don't know what it's called. <laughs> what did Mum do? She just went. She was just like, <laughs> Dad's like marching upstairs already. I was like, yeah, yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Try to be polite, this poor lady. Just try to help us. Uh, yeah. But yes, it was in a lovely church. Mm-hmm. Smelled like old people in there, but like it smelled kind of like Glasgow Uni, which is where I got uni. And I walked in, I went, Smells like my uni in here. And I was like, Must be a thing we will build. That's definitely it. That's what we're going to talk about. Is there a topic you in the fringe? Let's talk about the smell inside Glasgow Uni. In the church, in the universities. No. Um, uh, yeah, we are not. It was wonderful. Uh, Alright. You want to give the review? It was wonderful. I had a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> we got bread. Let me tell the backstory first. So, uh, it's my fringe debut. If you don't know, the Edinburgh Fringe Festival is this massive kind of theatre and stand-up comedy festival that's based in the capital of Scotland every summertime, and I have never performed that. I've been there many times as a as a viewer, I get audience yeah, member, audience um, but never performed that. And this was 
I mean, it, it counts because it was part of the Fringe Festival, but it wasn't like put on by the Fringe Company. It was brought, put on by a company called Cutting Edge Theatre in association with the Edinburgh Fringe and something called the Secret Arts Festival. Um, I saw that. So that was fun. Um, and I was got involved there. One of my acting friends, Luke Rowe, who um, will be trying to get on the podcast, who may be on in the next couple of weeks, um, has, this, has a great look about him. He's got a beard and long hair, you know, can depict Jesus really well. Yeah, so good. every kind of Easter and Christmas, he does this kind of like uh, Easter or, or kind of like show about Jesus and religion and stuff like that. So they needed someone to play Judas for the fringe version of this story and uh, he, he sent me a text and I was totally up for it again you know it's like a fringe thing um, happy to be involved and just to say you've performed at a big festival mm-hmm. like that it's just quite cool so happy to do that jumped on board uh, it was two days of rehearsals then a two day run would have preferred a little bit more time I think um, would have been nice to do a couple of extra shows only doing two shows is difficult but again I was quite happy to do whatever and yeah we did it at a church it was a kind of promenade kind of in the, in the round kind of theatre show, so there wasn't like a stage and an audience. It was like in the church, we're doing the action on the kind of floor and then the audience was supposed to kind of walk to each part with the actions taking place. Um, but the, the because it was a church, it wasn't really the sort of place where you would normally walk around like that. It would have been heavy noises as well, it would have been like... Yeah, I know, What I are know. you saying? <laughs> like if everybody was walking about. I know. But because it was such a big cast as well, it was supposed to be like some of the cast members are audience members. And that you can did kind come of across. I think that came across quite well. Kind of mix in and stuff like that. So um, overall, it went down really well. Got some nice feedback and stuff, but just would have preferred a little bit more time to work on it and then also to actually Do perform it. it. Yeah, but as someone that's not like religious or like yeah. goes to church and stuff, did you enjoy the show? I did. I was. Do you know what one of my first thoughts was though? I need subtitles in real life. Mm. I watch everything with subtitles and not the... Like, these people are obviously actors that are, like, projecting their voice and are speaking clearly and ov- everything like that. But see if you, like, either don't know what they're talking about or, like... Yeah. You, like, pay attention to something else for, like, a millisecond. I was like... I'm lost. Help. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, hold on. Next person talks, I can tune back in. But that wasn't their fault. That's just me being... Right. And it's also in a massive church, I so was... the acoustics are... I mean, the acoustics no, are... But... Like, those buildings are... I've got high ceilings, so they're made for sound to, there was to this one guy. carry who was so loud every time he spoke. And I was like, which is good. But I was like, whoa, yeah. you're loud. I was trying to be loud. You are loud. I'm a loud person. But yeah. I, only I was like, that us... explains why he talks like that at the dinner table. <laughs> <laughs> and there was only a few of us that were like, actually like theatre and acting trained. So we were like, me and Luke and stuff. That was were like cool. I didn't know that at the time. To kind of project and stuff. So that's just what you do in a show. Um, but as I was saying, like these old buildings, these churches are made for sound to travel because it's like for yeah, ministers and, and priests choirs and choirs and stuff, yeah. to stand at the front of this massive hall and have his voice heard and stuff. Like back in the olden days, no microphones and stuff, you know what I mean? So um, yeah, and I thought the lighting was really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the times when it you've got a big cool. space like that, they can do stuff. So yeah. Um, it was really cool. Yeah, we will chat about that more when we actually have the star of the show um, who played Jesus on at some point in the next couple of weeks. I'd love to get him on. We talked about it on the train on the way there, so it's it's definitely in the works. And when he comes on, we'll chat about it. But thanks for coming. You didn't You're have so to. You're so welcome. It was fun. I got a day out in Edinburgh, so it's always worth it. Yeah. Um, another thing we could, I guess we could chat about uh, is that today is my last day of being 24 years oh, of age. Yes. Um, I was sitting going, what? Is this like, what's <laughs> today amazing? It's my last day doing the podcast. My last day living. And receiving. And giving. <laughs> giving. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so it's my birthday tomorrow. And so what I thought I could do was I'd run through films that I watched for the first time in my 24th year. 
Okay. Uh, take a look at some of my favourites. Fun. So you're just here That's for the ride. That's a fun little segment. Yeah. So here are films that I watched the first time when I was 24. First one was Don't Look Up. Watched that on the first day of the year, 1st of January 2022. Um, the kind of new one with Leonardo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence. Uh, I don't remember this film at all. Then there was Titanic, massive film. You saw for the first time at 24 years old. Saw it for the first time. Really enjoyed. Not as long and like hard to watch as I thought. Actually really interesting and it exciting. Doesn't, it goes by quicker. Yeah. Uh, Legally Blonde. When we started this new format of the good bit, different guests on every week. My first guest was Madeline McGurk, one of my uh, acting pals, and her choice of film was Legally Blonde. A lot of these have been chosen by like guests of the good bit and stuff, and I guess that's the point of it. That's fun, because then it's one you wouldn't have picked yourself. Yeah. Or might not have picked yourself. Licorice Pizza. Right. New Paul Thomas Anderson film. That did really well. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember everyone talking about that. Star Trek The Motion Picture. That was interesting. I've not seen any of these so far. I've seen Titanic, yeah. other than that. So, like, that's interesting. I watched Star Trek The Motion Picture on the 11th of February and was like, this is the start of my Star Trek journey. Not watching another Vincent. one. Yeah. However, they're showing Star Trek 2 in the cinema, so I might try and catch Take up. Take your dad. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pitch Perfect. Seen that, unfortunately. Watched that at Iona's. Not uh, proud Iona's. to see, I've watched that. It was, it was not a fan. The Power of the Dog. A little bit disappointing. I thought it was a bit that's overheated. That's one with Benedict Cumberbatch, right? Benedict Cumberbatch. Uh, Nothing Hill. Choice of uh, Cameron McLeod and the good Still bit. Still never seen that. Jerry Maguire. Still never seen that. Choice of John Crooks when he was on. This is, maybe I shouldn't be saying that. I haven't seen these films. Yeah, it's an, a movie podcast. It's embarrassing, eh? Uh, Tick, Tick, Boom. I've seen that one. Yeah. Still my number one film I've watched this year, even though it came out last year, but yeah. I watched it this year. Uh, Coda. One best picture, didn't it? One best picture. So. Yeah, very so. deserving, very good film. And an underrated film and like low budget with a good message and stuff. And these films never win. So I was very happy that one did. The Fault in Our Stars. I have seen that. There you go. That was a recommendation from Iona. Encanto. We, we love Encanto. Recommended by Rachel. Yeah, Rachel, my sister, and chosen by Rachel Keeler on the podcast. Oh, Rachel's everywhere. It must be a Rachel thing. There will be blood. <laughs> from from Encanto <laughs> to there will be blood. <laughs> the fault in our stars. There will be blood. Uh, <laughs> uh, chosen by actor Ewan Miller on the podcast. So if you want to hear, you know, conversations about these films, go find those ones. Uh, meet the parents. That's a fun one. Uh, the Master, I watched that in preparation to do a podcast with Aaron Dockard, and then we just never did the podcast. <laughs> uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl. I, I have seen that before. I watched it when I was really, really young when it came out. But it was so long. I, I consider these films first time watches because not only is no, my kind of like perception changed, also it's like, it's been so long since I've seen that. I know. I've definitely seen, I don't know if I've seen all of the Pirates of the Caribbean ones, mm-hmm. but I've definitely seen most of them if not all of them and I can't really remember anything about any of them and I would love to rewatch them I just it's finding the time to start I know. they're quite long it. as well uh, Mean Girls chosen by Dion Frati Dead Poets Society and Hook chosen by Tyler Collins recently on finished off with two Robin Williams films two Robin Williams also watched The Social Network watched the original Star Wars trilogy Avengers Assemble this is rewatches. watches yeah rewatches. He's, he has seen Star yeah. Wars in Bruges Bullets Over Broadway Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix Captain America The Winter Soldier Thor The Dark World so those are, one, those are re-watches but yeah and then those are ones that came out not this year films in the cinema I'll just run through them why not we're going for it Jackass Forever Death on the Nile the Tinder Swindler. <laughs> that was I uh, wasn't in the cinema, that was on Netflix. The Batman. The Duke, which was quite underrated. 
X, which is underrated, and it's a sleeper. You're not going to even have heard of it. The Lost City. What, X? X. I've heard of X. Have you? Unfortunately. Yeah, it's good. Morbius. Wasn't great. Morbius was good fun. I had a great time. All right. Other than other than the fact I'm scared of birds and there was a lot of yeah. bats, but other than that. Operation Mincemeat. It's a real name. Uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Lightyear. Good. It's going to be underrated. Just been put on Disney Plus as well. Elvis. Thor, Love and Thunder. Not Okay. Oh, remember that one? Uh, that's Eleanor Brown's one. Yeah, it was not a fan. And Where the Crawdads Sing. What a lovely segue right into our <laughs> film. lovely. That was the last one. Stop it. This week. All right, so this week's film is Where the Crawdads Sing. Why did I have so much difficulty trying to pronounce that name for the longest time? I think everyone did. Mum was kept mentioning it as well, and she kept going like, it's a strange name for a film. And I would go, well, it's from a book. Like, that's what the book's called. But still, like that's and I was like, it's because of the quote, and then I had to explain. And then I was like, it's a type of bird, and I was like, I was like, look, I didn't write the name of the film, okay? Yeah. <laughs> like, Who wrote book. the book? Uh, Delia owns. Oh, that's a good name. Don't I know? True. Delia. Don't. It's not Delilah. Delilah. <laughs> <laughs> Is it Delilah? It's not Delilah. Did you say? Um, I think I believe it's Delia. I'm not properly warmed up. <laughs> I believe it's Delilah. No, you've got me confused. It's Delila. <laughs> Delia. It's Delia, I believe. Right. But I could be wrong. Maybe it's Delilah. I've been seen. Alright, I, I can see it now. I guess I would say De- Delia. No. Delia. Delia. I'd say Delia owns. That's what I would say. Alright. But then that could be. The doesn't song. it doesn't look like Delilah? Um, this was directed by Olivia Newman. Yes, and also. Reese Witherspoon had yes. involvement in the film and I still can't figure out what she had involvement with but she right. kept posting about it and like so proud of our film she's uh, not in the film she's not the director so I presume I think she's like a producer or co- whatever something I'll find like, that which thing. is kind of cool to have a big name in like that um, but yeah it was uh, one of the main things about it was that I think they did so well in keeping it like the book that's one of the things she said immediately after yeah, they came out the cinema like it was one of those books that when I heard it was turning into a film, I was like, how are they going to do this? Because the book follows, what is, the, I don't know the word right, I should know this as an English student, but I don't. You know when a book follows like two separate plot points or like timelines or something? So like some of the chapters are in, like it follows her from being a kid, which you see in the film. Yeah. Being a kid up until she's like an adult trying to survive. And then... Is that just non-linear? No, but, yes, but maybe like, dual like storylines I don't okay. know because it's not like it's like you're ha- it's happening at the same point so then you also have the police officers and stuff trying to solve the case uh-huh. so it's like from two different kind of perspectives yeah, yeah, yeah. sort of thing um, and I wasn't sure they were going to do that in the film because I was like how are they going to show like this happening but she was also here at this point like mm-hmm. in the book you've kind of got well, they're solving this, but she's out doing this with this person. So, like, whatever they're talking about doesn't relate to what she's doing. Yeah. But then it all links up. And I was thinking, how are you going to do this in a film? But they did it really well, I think, in terms of, like, I don't think it was that confusing. I know you said there was a few parts where you were kind of like, stuff just happened. Right. And you didn't, like, think about it as much. But I think for a film, like, they did quite well with it. Yeah, and that was more than a critique. Things just kind of happened. And I think it's because it's, like, book to film. In the book, mm-hmm. you've got a lot... 
the time to just kind of like explain stuff. Yeah. That's like for ha- like the Harry Potter books, like they're huge, but it's because every little detail is explained. Yeah. I mean, the films are like over two hours, and you're like, well, what about There's that? Still part? Stuff missing. There's still yeah. stuff. So that's gonna happen, you know. Um. So I did think that, but then every time I was like, where did that come from? I was like, well, clearly that was a bigger part in the book or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. Who was the one I said? What was the actor? Was it for Tate? I think it was the character of Tate. I was like, that's not what I thought he'd look like. Yeah. And I always think that's dead funny with book to film yeah. adaptions. Like, I don't really, like, because it's not one of those books I've, like, reread or, like, obsessed over or whatever, I don't really remember how he was described in the book, but I had obviously, like, a wee picture in my head when I was reading it. And I was like, oh, uh. okay. Like, I see it. Cool. But, like, I really, I really, really like Daisy Edgar Jones as being Kaya. Kaya is um, a nice name. I've never heard that before. I pure wasn't sure when I was reading it if it was Kia or Kaya, but I presumed it was Kaya because it was wine rather than an. Closest thing I can think of is Kyra, who is Keenan's sister and Keenan and Kel. Um, Another episode of the Good Bit Chris is done with Teal. Teal Marchand, Cheryl uh, Rockmore from Keenan and Kel. Her episode was episode. You're downgrading a bit, going from the heart of me. <laughs> Her episode, I believe, was episode one hundred and one. Right, yeah. and I was like, it's another Nickelodeon show. Like, I wish it was Zoe 101. Oh, I my could God. Go on, you so know? true. Um, to answer your question from earlier, Reese Witherspoon is an executive producer. Ah, there you go. And really cool. I knew she was thing. involved somehow. But yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it. I liked, they even put in quotes from the book. And I could that tell that. That must have been nice, yeah. I could tell that without even really knowing the book that well. Like, without it being like... So, like, for example, with my favourite books, I can tell you quotes off the top of my head and what yeah. book it's from and who said it and all that. That's not one of the ones I can do that with, but it, I, like, recognised them as quotes from the book in the film. So they obviously did it so well to that point they finished it on the same way the book ended as well, like, the same line what, is it at not, the end of the film. It's just the title? Yeah, it says oh, where, where, the where the crow did sing. Yeah, that's nice. Um, and what was the other thing I was going to say? Oh, yeah, the what some of the scenes in the film of, like, over the beach and the water and the sky and everything literally was like almost spot on as the book cover and you're yeah. like even I recognise that because the book cover is like this lovely like pink like sunset yeah you'd be amazed like how much thought goes into these things I know that, that just... we would watch in a film and not even think about like for yeah. example you know someone's obviously went like we need to have the skyline look the same as the book it's cover crazy because that's not something you can control so yeah. it's like crazy that they well, got that they probably can control it in some way like they've probably just got a skyline and mixed with the colours no, a little I know, bit but, but you're right like, like filming in that environment like the marsh is yeah. like they obviously went to a specific marsh knowing what it was going to you know look like in comparison to how it's described in the book and stuff because that's one of the things in the book that's like quite repetitive that I kind of got lost with was just they're always talking about the marsh which is obviously the point yeah always talking about the marsh the birds the feathers the stones the sand the sea and I was like right but it comes across really well I think in the film that's good that you know sometimes you get these film adaptations of books and you're like that's not right that's not right like you watched All the Bright Places Mm -hmm. one of your favourite books of all time my favourite book of all time and they just even start me on that. What did they do to that film? What did they do? So was it was it a story issue? Was I know you didn't like the casting? No, right. So the casting. My problem with the casting for all the bright places was the girl is basically was already the fan cast for the girl for Violet. So that was like I kind of expected her. I don't really. I think it was. I think her name's Elle Fanning. I think that's yeah, yeah. That did it. She um, I hadn't really watched her or anything else. Didn't really know her like whatever like that was fine I wasn't like bothered about that I could kind of see what they were going for and the boy right 
that they cast for Finch. Now, I take anything very personally about Theodore Finch. Like, do not attack me on Theodore, Theodore Finch. That was really hard to say there. Um, but the thing with it was, right, I think his name is Justice Smith, the actor that played him. Justice. Justice Smith, right? I like that. He seems really, like, I want him in more stuff. Like, he's good and I really like him. I think I'd seen him in something before. I can't really remember what. But, like, I was like, oh, like, I recognised who he was when they yeah. cast him and everything. But when I tell you they couldn't have picked someone that looked more different than how he's <laughs> described, I'm not even joking. Finch is meant to be this tall, lanky, like, really pale, like, so alarmingly pale boy with, like, bright blue eyes, like, dark black hair. Like, how did you cast Justice Smith? Like, he, um, he's a good actor. Nothing against him being, like, cool. And, like, I'm sure he played him well. I'm right. sure he like, did his research. And get... Why Why just cast someone that look? I don't get it, right? And then, not only that, the film starts. Why am I ranting about all the right places? I knew this was them. I shouldn't have brought it up. The film starts with something that, like, no even from the start of the book. Like, there's, like, a whole thing that happens at the start of the book that sets up the whole book. And it's just no not, even in the film. Not in that. No even in the film. No. Half of the, half of the like, main <laughs> points of this book weren't even in this film. And, like, I don't understand because Jennifer Niven that wrote the book yes. is, like... My Finch and Violet, and she's like obsessed with them. She's like, oh my god, they've done my like. I love the love for it. like now all the. Sorry, that was not coming out. But <laughs> I love the love for my like film and whatever. Right. And like, obviously, she's going to be supportive of it. But like, I, I'm see if that was me, I'd be like, I'd like brush what it have under you the done? carpet. Like I'd be like, right, hang on. Like I know it's an adaption. It's not meant to be identical, right? But like, look at Perks being a wallflower, for example. They did that so well. Like, I think they've done perks, because I, I watched the film perks, and it was already my favourite film before I read the book, but even reading the book, I was like, oh. Yeah. Like, they literally just turned it into this pure cinematic film, Yeah. but used the basis of these letters, because that oh, book's entirely written in letters. Uh-huh. So, like, that was obviously a change, but they did it perfectly. Well, in my opinion, obviously yeah. not a And then they came out with this monstrosity. <sighs> right, relax, relax, relax. Woo, breathe. It's fine. But like now all the fan art and anything you get made of all the right places is the answers. Finch and Violet from the film and I'm like <laughs> that's not Finch or Violet really that's not Finch and uh, anyway. a sort of lesser passionate note um, I, I mentioned this last week I think I watched the Staircase documentary series on Netflix so I don't have an emotional connection to that one it wasn't a book first but the documentary series came out in 2003 and then they kind of like redone it all for like 2018 for Netflix and then Sky and HBO Max oh, yes, did right. like a like a TV show version of it, and they cast Colin Firth as the guy, and I was like, "What a strange casting that is." Anyway, I'll watch it. Watch the first episode, and immediately, not was like, it's not that the stuff were wrong, but they were just like over exaggerating stuff. This is really interesting because the thing with Colin, like, was that the TV adaptation with Colin Firth was so talked about, really popular. I even saw it, like I don't really watch yeah. TV stuff like stuff like that unless someone really, really, really tells me to. Um, so I knew mum and dad were watching it and everything and I was like maybe I should watch it because it's like true crime like yeah. whatever and I was like it looks really good and then you said that and you were like because I've seen the doc- you've seen the documentary I'm saying you said that like you knew instantly yeah. like it's interesting without knowing but I can't say what they did was wrong I was just like yeah but that wasn't as big of a deal as you're making out to be like, That's what I don't like it's not coming across the way it actually was like things like that yeah uh, it's not. It's like if you were in charge, you'd be like, "Yeah, but that's not right. I need to change that's that." That's the other you know? thing with all the right places is that it got like really, it really trended on like TikTok and everything, and everyone was like, "You need to watch this really heartbreaking film. Yeah. Like, it's such People a good love story. Like, you yeah. need to watch this." 
but I knew those people hadn't read the book and that's fine if you're just watching it as a film I'm yeah. sure it's a good like it's one of those like Netflix films like The Kissing Booth and maybe Not Okay I've not seen that but yeah. like those type of films like like sure like I'm sure it's a good Netflix film but I can't watch it without it being tainted do you know what I mean like yeah. I have to think of it from the book because it's my favourite book and this is another thing see when people tell you immediately how great something is I don't care what it is you are going to not like it as much um and it's like you need to see this. You right. have you have no idea what to expect. Oh my god! And then you watch it. And you're like, oh, I need to see. Right, okay, let's this watch is, this thing. And then you're like, right, I've this is it. why we circle back to Song of Achilles, kind of crawdads. Like this is all kind of ties in, which is kind of random. Coco, like the film Coco. Uh-huh. Everyone just went on about like, oh, I cry so much every time I watch it. Oh, this film, and I was like. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Like, Song of Achilles, everyone sobbed over that book to the point that I knew it was going to be sad, I knew something was going to happen. So I'm sitting reading it going, all right, like, cool. Like, I wasn't, like, really that fussed. I was like, okay, I can understand like it, but... If you just watched Coco, you'd never heard Coco before. You just watched it. I bet you would have been like, yeah, it was good. And then there's this bit and there's this bit and this bit. Yeah. And you'd be more enthusiastic about it. Because it was good. Yeah. I just was like... Okay. But immediately, because it's not as good as people say, there's immediately a negative in it. And that's just yeah. not... Like, my opinions are swayed so easily. Um, so when that happens, like, you need to see this. Like, the, for example, like the new Batman film was, was a big one, right? It's like, you need to... I mean, this new Batman, it just changes everything. And it was a good film. Like, I think Rob did a really good job. And it's like, but that's it. You know what I mean? Rob. Rob. Call, us, we call him Rob. <laughs> Robert Pattinson did we, a really good job. Or Bats. But that's it. Like, it's not, it didn't change my life. You know what I mean? I know. Um, I know, I know, I know. Anyway, we're chatting about... There was the... something else I was going to say about Crawdads and I totally escaped my uh, You were talking about the way that they've kind of matched a lot of stuff in the I book. Daisy Edgar the... Jones, Reese Witherspoon. That was really interesting. Sorry, I'm tapping your leg. I'm tapping that's all right. Your leg. Um, you know... That was interesting that I heard from you when we came out the cinema was you said you didn't know she wasn't American. Oh, yes. And it's quite an obscure accent to hold, I think, because it's like the marsh. It's kind of like, where would that be? Like New Orleans? Kind of? I don't know, if I'm honest. I think I they mentioned that. New, Ar- New Orleans might be really far off. I'm really not a geography person. But it was like that kind of southern like twang mm-hmm. in her accent and everything. I think that's quite a hard one to do. Absolutely, I thought her accent was, was And I was excellent. like, she did well, like, I thought it was really good, like, I was like, oh, she did well holding that, because I know how she actually sounds, and Chris was like, is she not American? Where is she from? I don't know exactly. Well, the Midlands I'll, or something? Look it up. Um, I can do it, I've got her, I've got her up here. She is, I think, our family's from, like... She says raised in London. See, I think I could be wrong, but I have a feeling she has family members from Scotland, and possibly family members from Ireland, and she was raised in England, so oh, I think she would dad, be like... Her dad is Scottish, and Wendy's from Northern Ireland, her mum. There I'm not go. even like, I don't know why I know that. Do you know what it is? And, because, oh, what? and she's younger than me. Uh, oh, she is younger than me. God. Because, because in normal people, they're from Ireland, uh-huh. and they both have really strong Irish accents, so I just presumed they were both Irish, like actors, because they were like up and coming, I yeah, hadn't yeah. heard of them, like I thought it was what they had done, and Paul Mesco, who played the Connell and normal people, he is Irish, I believe anyway, I could be wrong, I'm fairly certain he's Irish, and um, that'll be a shock of the century, I find that he's not yeah. Irish, but Daisy Edgar out? Jones right. started speaking, and I was like, oh my god, she's not Irish, I was like, hold on, and she was like, no, I'm not Irish, and then she did fresh, and she was American, and like, it's just interesting. Because I remember, I think she was on Graham Norton or something, and they were like, where are your accent from? <laughs> like, it's really bizarre. Uh, yeah. Director Olivia Newman, always nice to see films from female directors. 
she has also directed a series called FBI, Dare Me, Chicago PD, Chicago Fire, and a film called First Match, if anybody's seen those ones. Do you uh-huh. think... This is kind of a, que- a filmsy question for mm-hmm. you. Do you think there's specific types of films that either are apparent or should have female directors slash male directors? So, like, that's the type of film, it's obviously from Kaya's perspective of, like, all the hate everybody gives her and, like, without spoilers, like, disrespect towards her, like, all the male, like, violence in her life uh-huh. and all that. So it's like... That should be handled by a female. Does it show that a female directed that, do you think? Because also a female wrote the book. All right. So then I'm thinking, I wonder if that comes across in the story. Because as much as people say books aren't from, like, obviously it's fiction, right? It still comes from that person. Mm -hmm. Like, so it's still their interpretation, I think. Of course. Uh, I don't necessarily think it showed. Like, I didn't walk out going, that was done by a female. No, but I don't mean in, like, a bad way. Yeah, yeah. But I think, like... something that's as serious as that should probably be dealt with with a female director um, and maybe someone who has been through that I don't I know um, so this film that I didn't like Not Okay I don't know who directed that one but that was like that should have been directed by a young person that has maybe gone through hard times and stuff and it just seemed a bit as if it wasn't it was done by right. an older I, this is what it, I don't know what it was but this is what it seemed like it looked like it was done by a parent that was like this right. is what social media is right, like right right yeah which really frustrated See, this me. is what I'm thinking. So, like, The Social Network, for example, which we won't talk about too much, but The Social Network that we just recently watched, like, I saw for the first oh, time. Oh, no, it wasn't. That being... That makes sense to me that that would be done by a male director. Like, a young male director that's really into the subject. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I uh, feel yeah, like yeah. you can presume. And then all of a sudden you can find, like, you've just found out, what, is that a young female that did? It's a young okay. female who's two years older than me, so there you go. That's bizarre, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Like, you think? Uh, it's interesting. It's, anyway, the way, it's one of those things I don't think about the director of a film sometimes and I watch them like because obviously you're supposed to try and watch more diverse and stuff mm-hmm. but I don't even notice like I don't go I'm going to watch this film I reckon you would if you paid more attention to that you know there'd be like when you're reading like from a same author yeah. you go this is no, very much like the last book no but I do do that but what I'm saying is when I pick a film to watch I don't go I should really watch right. by this like American young female director yeah. and then pick a film from like, that. Maybe like black cinema I'll just watch or like, whatever film I want to watch. Yeah, like an like, Asian film or something. But like, yeah. I bet there's more diverse directors that I've seen that I don't even realise. I bet you it's, have. It's kind of annoying yeah. to a point where you don't know. Uh, Taylor John Smith played Tate Walker. Who? Tate? Tate. Sorry, I wasn't listening enough there. Tate, yep. Uh, do, you a good, do a good job? I think so, yeah. 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 I think so. I'm t- trying to think about. Oh, it was Jodie that annoyed me. It didn't annoy me, but it just wasn't what I pictured in my head. Jody. But he was fine. Jodie was our brother. Oh, yeah. Played by Logan Macri. Literally, not a, not a big part at all. It didn't matter. I was just like, that wasn't what I'd pictured in my head. I was like, is that Jodie? But other than that, chill. Didn't really do much. He's kill. Yeah. And then there was Harris Dickinson playing Chase. He was. He was. Not the actor. Like, as in, obviously, he played it well to the point he was annoying. Yeah, you like, didn't like minute him, he came on, you like, oh, I was like, Definitely. I'm going to shut up. But that's the point. He's I also think that. that's good because it shows that the guy who played Tate did a really good job making them a really likeable couple. That's another thing I said. I should have talked about this. Well, now is your thing. I know, but I'm rambling. You should talk for a bit. Oh, no, it's, I talk every week. Um, I thought they did a really good job of Tate and Kaya. 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 Being a really likable couple, so you wanted them to get together, yeah. which is hard sometimes. So then, when the other guy comes along, you're like, "Oh, that's not as good See, as the other guy." See, this is what I'm saying, right? 
I said to you as well when we left the cinema, I liked how there was so much that was apparent. Sorry, I'm getting all my words scrambled. There were so many things that were like opposites between Chase and Tate yeah. that they did. Like they did, obviously it's in the book as well, like to an extent, like you're not supposed to like Chase, you like Tate, it's just the way the book's written. But it was very apparent just by looking at them, like one had lighter hair, one had really dark hair, one, one had wore blue black eyes. Yeah. clothes all the time, one wore like shirts, like button up shirts, like was like cutesy, like yeah, better nice. environment. And then like even he has his relationship with his dad and everything, like mm-hmm. he just as like the kind of like the golden boy like the good one that's like away to uni and has this life and blah blah and then there's just like Chase who like just a bit of an idiot like mess about his pals doesn't really have much else going for him like the he's way he's a layabout like no use they of... did that quite well I think because like even without reading the book I think that must have come across quite yeah. apparent that like she's not going to end up with this guy like this guy is not good for her I thought Sterling Macer Jr playing Jumpin the oh. shopkeeper I thought they did a really good like, job. He perfect was really, in my head. Like, was he perfect? So they did really well with that. I was wondering who... I didn't know before we went in. Obviously, I knew Daisy Edgar Jones, but that was only really casting. <laughs> but, like, I was sitting going, when's jumping coming in? Like, <laughs> when's jumping in? What was her name? Ma- Mabel? No, Mabel, right? yeah. Mabel. Played by Ma- Michael Hyatt. Hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, I was like, oh, bless him. I wish they'd had bless. a wee bit more oh, scenes with... Jumping, and I like Mabel that. really takes care of Kaya in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, so just jumping, but like you did see that quite a bit. But there's quite a lot of interactions with Mabel in the book, and there wasn't so much. And but I really liked. And is it are we spoilers? Sure. Yes. No. I yeah. Just. I mean. I, I think if people are listening, they would have seen it. Okay. So in the like court scene when they're in the court, like I love that they have. Jumping Mabel and then Jodie and Tate and Tate's dad like all sit front row like for her sort of thing like it's cute because it's kind of like that's her wee family yeah. like all the wee people that have taken care of her I like things like that when it's not extend- it's not family it's like someone you're just close to because yeah. of reasons like that's really nice that's one of my favourite book tropes it's called found family it's a trope cool. that's why I love all for the game so much all for the game shout out to all for the game I'm not a sad book but uh, yeah enjoy it it's not going to be it's not going to win my favourite film of the year or anything yeah. But I thought it was good considering the fact that I knew nothing about the book, nothing about the story. Um, I didn't even know what a crawdad was. Um, <laughs> Still so, don't, really. It's no, a bird. I, know. I know it's a bird. But I liked it, yeah. I liked going into it, like for All the Bright Places, for example, I knew I was going to have so many reservations about the film before I'd even seen it because like, it was my favourite book. But I liked that I'm not obsessed with the book so then I could go into the film. And like, enjoy it. I want to see what they do. Like, for it's what fun, it was. Like, you know. And I actually really liked it, what they did. Kind of on par, I think, with the book and the film. Yeah. Whereas I think the same with Perks, so it's cool. Just as we're finishing up here, tell the people about what you're doing with the Marvel shows right now, trying to pack all them in before you start watching She-Hulk. Oh, yeah. So She-Hulk's out now, I think, the first yeah, episode's first out. first episode's out. Um, on Disney+. Plus. And in the trailer for She-Hulk, there is an appearance by Daredevil. Um... And so that means he's going to be in the show somehow, even if it's like just a cameo or whatever. Like right. I don't, I don't know yet. It's, like, it's the next part of a story, essentially. Yeah, like because it's building up to what's it called? Re, no, his, I don't know. His it's, film, it's, yeah. His new show is coming out. Um, well, show, yeah. Yeah. So, I had started watching like the Defenders series. Like, I, it's that's one of those things like Avengers. We need to see Avengers assemble because there's a show called the Defenders, but also 
there's the separate shows they are grouped in as the defenders right um so i started watching daredevil and like jessica jones and i'd only seen season one of each because apparently you watched them in order i didn't know this yeah. when i started watching thank god i looked it up because i can't believe like people watch this not in order like i was about to i right. didn't know i was just going to watch all of daredevil then maybe watch jessica jones if i felt like it or whatever turns out they're all interlinked. They're all interconnected. People will um, literally just like go on Netflix, start episode one, season one of Daredevil, and just let the whole thing play and watch all the way up to season three. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm, and that'll be it. Like, yeah. So, um, I was doing that, and then I realised he was going to be in She Hulk, and I was like, even if it's just one thing, what if they touch on something that happened at the end of Daredevil where we left off with the character? Like, obviously, it was in Spider Man, but it was one scene, right? So it wasn't that big of a deal. Like, now I know he's still a lawyer, but <laughs> other than that, like, there's not much, you know. So I was like, I need to get to the end of Daredevil. But to get to the end of season three of Daredevil means I had to watch these seven se- shows, seasons, or like single seasons, yeah. of these shows before Daredevil. Plus there's still stuff after that, but to get to Daredevil, yeah. that's... And these are how many episodes per season? 13, right? So I've managed up until... So I watched... What did I watch? So obviously this is I don't know how Daredevil, Jessica Jones, um, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, and The Punisher, uh-huh. right? Which The Punisher doesn't like it he was in daredevil but like he doesn't like i think now he's i don't know obviously i've not watched season two of that yet but i don't think well actually Karen, i don't know anyway models st- and the defenders that's another one that was five shows then yeah um no six shows then basically Whatever. a lot of shows basically i've been doing this and i'm a bit mixed up with my noggin so i finished luke cage last night last ever episode of luke cage i was like bye um, not thrilled about the ending, but that's okay. okay. And then started Iron Fist this morning, so I've got another twelve episodes of Iron Fist to watch, and then I've got thirteen episodes of Daredevil to watch, and then I got She Hulk, <laughs> and then well, hopefully because what if Daredevil's in or mentioned? I don't think he is though. And Jessica Jones season three uh-huh. or The Punisher season two. Well, again, I should say it doesn't mean that you know Daredevil's <laughs> going to come up in like episode one of She Hulk. Like, maybe it's going to be in the finale and it's going to. But I'm like, I feel like I need to do it. I'm worried about spoilers, so I need to do it just to be safe. It's just uh, the world we live in now. You're just going to need to be aware. I already saw. So I saw Chris Evans tweeted something about She Hulk, and really? I was immediately like, because mm, yeah. I was like, why is he oh, tweeting no. about it? All he, all he did was put laughing emojis. I know. That was it. I saw that, but I'm like, what is he talking about? Like, there's obviously been yeah, something. It's just been no. It's just been funny. Obviously, it's just but, been a funny episode. No, then because then I also saw something on TikTok, and it was like, right, okay. it was the caption. I didn't watch the clip, but it was like a thing from it, and it, the caption was like, all the mentions with crying faces, oh. and I was like, ah. I was like, get away. So I'm trying. So all basically, right. the moral story is, I'm going back upstairs to watch Iron Fist. You now, can do that. Who I love. You love him. And he got so much hate. No. Thank you for uh, joining me in this last episode. You're welcome. Episode. You're so welcome. That's like my ranting voice yep. for about an hour. It's good. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening to this episode of the Good Bird Podcast. Take care of yourselves, and we'll catch you all down the road. Yeah.